everyone and welcome to the Am Sisters podcast. You're here today with your host, Anna and Maria Setting, bringing your favorite twin talk of the week. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the power of storytelling. So have you ever thought about what are the stories you hear since you're very little? Maybe it could be a story before going to bed or the stories you heard on television, on the radio, watching movies, or you went to school and you started reading books. What were those stories? Who are the characters? What kind of, you know, lives they were representing? So we're going to dive into those things today. I believe we have many uh, fond memories of our childhood uh, regarding storytelling and even movies and books that we've read. Um, I think one of the, our favorite days of the week was Friday, right? Because yeah. every Friday we could rent a movie. Yeah, back in the days we used to rent movies, <laughs> DVDs. DVDs. <laughs> yeah. And it was a very exciting day for us because we were always like looking for recommendations from our friends. And we were like, this day is the movie day. So I think since our childhood, we are very fond of having a special moment to enjoy um, storytelling and, movies, many, and yeah, movies and many, many forms of storytelling. It's not only just like, oh, I'm going to have some free time, then I'm going to do this. No, it was really like a ritual and was very uh, special to us. Yeah, and I remember we were so excited because we could have dinner at the living room just that day because the other days we had to be on the table with her parents. So yeah. they were like, yeah, yeah, fine, go watch the movie because otherwise we would go to bed too late for a child that is like 10 p.m. in bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you remember any story or any book that you used to like when you were a child? I used to love fiction. But things that had like magical creatures or vampires and wizards, Harry Potter and all those things, like something that involved imagination, creativity and a magical world. Those were my favorite when I was young. Yeah, I think fantasy was also one of my favorites because back in the days, um, I believe when we are like adolescents or a little younger than that, we don't have a lot of freedom to do anything we really want because we always have these rules at home or in school. At least we didn't have a lot of freedom to, you know, explore the world. So our little escapist way to explore the world outside our own reality was through books. And especially because I think if you watched the, the last episodes, we talk about our paranormal experiences and all that. We we, we are very attuned to that. We were really interested about supernatural stuff. So that was our, our little opportunity to dive into the supernatural world again, uh, reading about like ghosts and vampires and werewolves and witches and all that. It was amazing. Yes, and I think books can teach people a lot. And even when you're young and you're not reading something like serious or anything, but sometimes they can even tell you about emotions and how other people might experience because you can put yourself in their shoes and see, oh, maybe this person would react differently. And I just found always fascinating how an author can literally 
like imagine so many different lives in their heads to say, for example, write a dialogue that would sound exactly like this character, but that character could never say something like that. So it's really interesting, the storytelling and how they build it. And this can go in many ways, like even poetry, if you're into that. It's also a way of storytelling, but it's much more subjective and it has sound to it. So a story can be told in various, various ways. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting, this part that you just mentioned. It's, it's almost like teaching psychology, right? Um, maybe for the first time you realize that the character behaves in a way that you would never do such things. So you kind of empathize with someone that is very different from you and you kind of understand a different point of view. And it's something that is not so easy to do on our daily lives sometimes. And another thing about characters is that when the character is complex, I think it's amazing, you know, when you can see the bad and the good, because everyone, no one is perfect. No one is like a superhero or superheroine. Um, so seeing that even the best characters, they can be, sometimes they can have, you know, characteristics that are not so good. It's also part of their, their essence. So it also shows us how we can be kinder to ourselves because like, even if this, this character who I love is not perfect, I can, you know, allow myself to make some mistakes on my way as well. Yeah. And you said like this character that I love because I remember when I was younger, I literally loved the characters in certain books and they became my friends. You know, some people have imaginary friends. I had literary, literary friends. <laughs> and even like I would, I don't know, elementary school and all those things, I would always hide a book and read during class because the classes were boring. And I was just so into the story. And I was reading all the time. And I just remember like wishing they were real people, you know, mm -hmm. like if I met someone like that, you know, but I know it's pretty idealized as well. And mm -hmm. I think the first ideas of romance that you have also come from those stories, maybe books or even movies or TV shows that they really put like this very ideal type for a lot of people. But like the name says an ideal type, it's not a real person. So maybe that's why creating complex characters is much more interesting because they are more similar to us, mm -hmm. not just. And also they can give us some life lessons. You know, yes. for example, they can teach you to be strong. They can teach you to overcome obstacles. They can teach you to be humble, to be kind and to be honest. And to have virtue and honor, <laughs> you know, maybe some characteristics that people don't really mention those days or they don't give so much value. Sometimes characteristics from, diff uh, from uh, characters from different cultures or different times in history, they can bring back those values that, I know. you know, Sorry, that maybe we forgot about. And then now we can see that and, and think, well, that's, I think that's really important. Maybe I could bring that into my own life. You know, don't give up so easily and truly be there for everyone. You promise something or, you know, 
being an honorable person. Yeah. You're watching Outlander. Yeah. And I, I was I'm watching Outlander too. And I know what you're talking about. I mean, different times like you give your word is the word of honor. And it's just like unbreakable. It's like a vow. It's like something super powerful. But nowadays people take their promises very lightly. So yeah, I agree. Maybe I think now we can start giving some examples of like books or or movies. Just one comment. You you said a vow and then you said unbreakable. Of course, you reminded me of Harry Potter. <laughs> It's the unbreakable vow. If you, if you don't follow your words, you're going to die, people. <laughs> like, let's stick to our words. <laughs> the, the scene just came to my mind very clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And because I was talking to you earlier about just like kind of a brainstorm of many movies and stories that we heard throughout time and some that's like stayed with me is like for example the perks of being a wallflower it's probably a lot of people know because it was a well-known book and movie but I think that was like a very good example of a teenage story like a coming of age story thing that feels real and it doesn't feel super you know like plastic or constructed or anything like Mean Girls. Mean Girls, you you know, it's not a real story. It's something very exaggerated, but I think Perks of Being a Wildflower has this sensibility to it. I believe that's why we don't really like comedy because it doesn't seem so real, you know? When it's more... Emotional, you can't relate yeah. to them, you know? Emotional and not so on your face, you know? kind of have to yeah. think about it you kind of have to notice the details to really make sense of the story yeah it's much more it's much nicer i think when it's more complex yes and the perks of being a flower it's a really nice one i also liked it and it makes us realize that you know maybe people around us they're passing through a hard time and we don't even notice Like Charlie was. Charlie, right? Yeah. yeah, Charlie. Or even if Charlie is you, if you are passing through a hard time, it's okay to accept some help. And, you know, counting on other people and having friends is really crucial. So sometimes we think that we don't need people around us. So this is like an example of how we do need people. And even though sometimes we feel isolated or different from everyone else, We can find our tribe. We can find our, our family, um, you know, like our, our soul family, so to say. And I think it's a beautiful story because it shows how everyone is so, you know, unique and so perfectly wrong, I would say. Everyone has their own perks and they're all weird in their own way, but it just makes all of them so special. And... It's about this weird, complicated phase of growing up that you don't know who you are. You have just an idea of who you want to become, but there are so many possibilities. And I still think, even if you're not a teenager, like we're not teenagers anymore, but I still remember clearly that feeling. And sometimes it the feeling sneaks back in, like when you're in a transitional phase, it's like, okay, maybe I'm in this teenage phase again, who I want to become, this liminal 
phase of life, I would say. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you're asking yourself again, who am I? Yeah. Let me remind myself. And giving yourself permission to ask that and to change. And I think one of the quotes from the uh, movie or the book itself that everyone quotes is like, um, you accept the love you think you deserve. Yeah. Right it's now good... we're hmm? right now we're infinite. Yeah, so many good quotes. Um, maybe we can talk about another story now. I was thinking also the movie that got really famous was like Marriage Story. Beautiful acting and. I just felt it, it's so raw and so honest. And it's, I really enjoyed that it's not this perfect ending. And it shows that even, well, the story begins with an ending, if you think about it, the end of a marriage. But it shows how life goes on. And it's not like the fairy tales that end with the marriage, you know. And I just enjoyed that a lot. It's much more, you know, like real life. It's a vulnerable story. And you can see the raw characteristics and the raw personality of both of them, um, of the couple, right? And even the child, you can see how a family is so interconnected and there are so many things involved in a divorce. And it's, I think it was really interesting how sometimes even in your own life, you lose control over the situation. Like in the story, they started the divorce process and then the lawyers, they kind of took the conversation from their hands and then it became a mess. But they were not wanting to, to have a divorce like that in, from the first place. So sometimes it happens to, to us as well. We think we're in control over our lives, but then suddenly we have no control anymore. Other people are having control over things that are happening actually to us. I think this was a good representation as well of things that are very, very real. Yeah. And how people that are sometimes so close can become like strangers very quickly when they become defensive and all those things, which is which happens. We've all seen this. And yeah. But I think it, it's so easy for it to happen because if you really like someone and you're with that person for a long time, you're open and vulnerable, right? You can be easily hurt. So that's why people become so defensive and, you know, hate and love, they're almost together. Because if you're not careful, you have that person, you know, so vulnerable in your hands that you can easily hurt them. So... That's why it's important to think that in every relationship, you're responsible as well. You have to be responsible for your actions and for the other person as well, because they are being, you know, super open with you. I agree. So that's one lesson we can see from stories as well. Um, I think some stories also tell us a lot about our own society and Sometimes when we're living our lives, we are so focused on this scale of living like local and or only our lives. And we forget the bigger scale of things. 
So I think some stories are really good at like pulling us back and showing us, okay, look at this. The world is like this. Like documentaries are great at doing that and showing us how, you know, the system is working, things that are wrong, social injustice, how like surveillance is happening, how we have censorship, how we have all those things. And that's why it's so crucial for us to have freedom to express ourselves. And I think it's nice when you mention documentaries because it not only shows us this other dimension of things, this other perspective, but also a different way of living. Sometimes we didn't even consider that our lives could be lived in a different way or that people do live in a different way <laughs> and they face different challenges than us. So having this ability to you know, give the voice to people who have not been heard before, it's really important. And let them express themselves and let them show who they truly are to the rest of the world. Even though they have not been represented properly yet, they can have, you know, they can be empowered to convey their message once and for all, you know, like especially with documentaries, reaching out people who are far away from the mainstream media. Yes. And I think that's why we were talking about this before. It's important to bring more diversity into storytelling in general. And that's why we started this conversation asking, what kind of story do you have to tell? Because you have a life that no one else has. And do you see yourself represented in media? Do you see yourself in literature? Do you see yourself in movies, TV shows, etc.? If not, if you don't, maybe what's the reason, you know? We should think about that. Yeah, that's really, really important. Um, I myself, I don't think my story has been told yet, you know, because of the country I was born, because of my ethnicity, because of my, my thoughts, because of myself, you know. I've never seen any, char any character who truly represented where I came from and what, what were my experiences in the world. So I believe many people, they have not seen their stories told in the big screens yet. And that's a little bit frustrating, but it's also beautiful because it means that there's so many other things that can be shown and that can be produced and that can be created from people who have not had the chance before you know especially because everyone knows but in the entertainment industry still there are a lot of white people you know who are writing the stories who are directing the stories and who are acting them or writing them in terms of books and novels and all that so yeah doing our part if we can put more inclusivity and more diversity into those fields would be extremely enriching I think I agree 100% and you told me about for example when people are doing the cast of a movie or tv show and everything is based on the script and if the script is not meant to feed a person 
with ethnic with a different ethnic background than white caucasian it's really hard for even like the person who works with that to choose a different actor or actress and this tells a lot i think that's why i myself would like to write someday those things because i know that there are so many stories to be told and so many different perspectives that hadn't hasn't been explored yet and but i think it's nice that slowly things are improving because when we were young i couldn't see myself anywhere and nowadays we see more asian people on the screens and even like mixed people even though it's still minority but in the past was like no 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 one mm-hmm. and if i remember were, like the very stereotypical type I remember when we were really young, we were kind of interested in acting that yeah. when we were like young. And then you asked me, but like, even if we do acting, like there's going to be no roles no for role. me. Yeah. And that's the point, you know, it's not about like the way you look. It's about bringing this diversity into the scripts, into the stories that are told. And not like having to change yourself to look more white or more Western, you know, <laughs> just because there is no there there was no space for people like us. And even like you said, become more this, more that. Our case is funny because we're kind of we can be a bit of shape shifting, I would say, depending where we are. Because like in Asia, people don't think we're I'm Asian. They don't think, but if I'm any other country there like yes you are at least half asian for sure and and i mean we can play around with those things but i think for some people it's very obvious who they are or their ethnicity and all those things so it would be very nice to see more diversity i told you about the movie i think minari the name about this korean family that went to the United States in the 80s and I found really touching and really beautiful and it's interesting to see how even in the United States is a t- completely American production but the movie is mostly in Korean and that's something that I haven't seen before like a foreign language movie in the United States they'll have to read captions <laughs> subtitles everyone but you know that's super important because you're representing a population the way they truly are, you know? So that's why I think when you talk about, for example, you're an American production. When you talk about people who are not Americans, you have to be careful to represent them well because you're you're showing them in a certain way. So it has to be in a way that is not stereotyped because that's how many people are going to be seeing them. You know, sometimes you for example people know a lot of stories and movies that are based on the us or uk so even if someone makes a stereotype movie nobody will think like oh all americans are like this or all british are like this no but if you make a story that is stereotyped about a minority population or about a a country that has not been represented well in the west they're going to be stereotyped so we got to be really really careful i think when we deal with um, different cultures and 
even like historic periods because people don't have a lot of information on those as well. So when you don't portray them as well as you could, perhaps people have like misinformation instead of um, being more educated on that. Yes. I think very interesting in the lines what you said, the author Shimamanda Dichi, she had a TED talk exactly about that, the danger of a single story, if I'm not mistaken, that's the name, and exactly like this. Like why people stereotype certain, because certain types of people, because they only have one storyline and instead of multiple, she, she gives the example like, if you write a uh, story about a serial killer in the United States, you're not gonna think everyone's like that because you know, it's not the case. And the same should be about other countries as well and other people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, yeah, I recommend the TED talk. It's really powerful. Since you mentioned serial killer, I also <laughs> wanted to mention how storytelling is a wonderful tool to make you understand a person in an intimate level. So sometimes, for example, if you saw um, a broader perspective of a story and you saw this character who was not a really good person, good, you know, I don't know what is good, but, <laughs> but if you are, um, but if you write this character in a way that you got to know the person and their whole story, you kind of empathize with them or you kind of at least understand why they came to a place of darkness or why they're doing that in a horrible way. So sometimes you can empathize with characters who you would not before, not knowing their own, their entire story. But also people who are um, marginalized and people who are not well represented, if you tell a story that you can truly know the person on an intimate level. You can finally humanize that person because some, some individuals, they're not even considered humans in a way, um, depending on the, the context, right? Uh, so I think bringing this humanization of every person, every individual is really important. Even though they've, maybe they've been you know, I don't know, maybe they committed a crime and all that, but still they are a person. So that's also you know, another aspect of, of storytelling. Yeah, sorry. There are more movies about the anti-hero. So even like the Joker was very famous and I think it's yeah. a very well-known movie about an anti-hero and showing why the person went into darkness. Yeah. People are complicated. So are characters, they, as they should be. So I think... You wanted to mention another movie before? Oh, there's a lot of movies uh, that inspire me or inspired us. I think, like, oh, so many, but... I remember we were together when we watched Bohemian Rhapsody and it just felt really powerful, at least for me, because, well, Queen is a very, very well-known band and then a lot of people didn't like the movie because they say 
is only focused on Freddie, Freddie Mercury and all those things. And it doesn't tell the story properly. But I enjoyed the movie because it shows how if you pursue your passion, you know, if you follow your dream, if you follow with no hesitation what you want to do, that's going to happen. And I think like maybe because we're so into trying to go into art and more self-expression and we love music and all those things, seeing people who really went for it, it gives like this boost of energy that you're like, I can do this too. I want to do this. If I'm going to live this life, one life better be the life I want. Yeah. And, you know, so I think even like the movie Across the Universe, that is a musical, all full of Beatles songs. It's for a newer generation, maybe introducing Beatles to them. And it just shows like the 60s and all the social movements that were happening, the Vietnam War and all the political process in the United States, people against that, the hippies and etc. I think it's just this, you know, this whole environment is so lovely, I would say, and so full of life and so inspirational. Inspirational indeed, yeah. Totally agree. That's why you should look for narratives and stories that really inspire you. Because if you feel you're not inspired to do anything, search for inspiration, because certainly you're going to find something that will resonate surely with you, and then you're going to feel ignited again and ready yeah. to pursue your dreams. It's really like a sparkle in us, all these movies that we talk about and all the books we like, they really remind us that it's good to be alive <laughs> and that yes. everything is possible. Yes, everything is possible. And so you guys, you can please recommend to us movies, books, TV shows, anything you want, stories that inspired you as well. We would love, love, love to listen to them or see them or, yes, just let us know. So on that note, I think I would just like to thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, it was a really nice conversation. And if you liked us and, and you liked the, the conversation, please leave us a like, uh, comment down below and subscribe to our channel. Or share with your friends. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, if you like, please leave us a review. Thank you very much. And I hope to see you on the next episode. Thank you very much. Until next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye.